Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about osteomalacia. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash osteomalacia or in the rheumatology section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book, which is available now on Amazon. So let's get straight into it. Osteomalacia is a condition where defective bone mineralization causes soft bones. Osteo refers to bone and malacia means soft. It's the result of insufficient vitamin D. The same process in children causes rickets. Let's go through some simplified pathophysiology. Vitamin D is a hormone the skin creates in response to sunlight. It's also obtained in limited amounts from food. It's vital in regulating bone mineralization, hormone secretion and immune function. Low vitamin D is very common. Vitamin D is created from cholesterol in the skin in response to UV radiation. Patients with darker skin require more prolonged sun exposure to generate the same amount of vitamin D. It's also obtained from food as a fat-soluble vitamin. A regular diet does not contain enough vitamin D to compensate for reduced sun exposure. Patients with malabsorption disorders, for example inflammatory bowel disease, are at higher risk of vitamin D deficiency. Patients with chronic kidney disease are also at higher risk as the kidneys help convert vitamin D into its active form. Vitamin D is essential in calcium and phosphate absorption in the intestines and reabsorption in the kidneys. It's also responsible for regulating bone turnover and promoting bone reabsorption to increase the serum calcium level. Inadequate vitamin D leads to a low serum calcium and a low serum phosphate. Since calcium and phosphate are required for the construction of bone, low levels results in defective bone mineralization and osteomalacia. A low calcium level leads to increased parathyroid hormone secretion by the parathyroid glands and this is called secondary hyperparathyroidism. Parathyroid hormone promotes calcium reabsorption from bones, so if there's increased parathyroid hormone, there's increased reabsorption of calcium from the bones, further impairing bone mineralization. A tom tip for you, most guidelines recommend against arranging a vitamin D blood test in asymptomatic patients with risk factors for deficiency. Those at risk are advised to take maintenance vitamin D supplementation without needing a test. Let's talk about the presentation of osteomalacia. Patients with vitamin D deficiency and osteomalacia may not have any symptoms. If they do have symptoms, typical symptoms include fatigue, bone pain, muscle weakness, muscle aches, and pathological or abnormal fractures. Looser zones are fragility fractures that go partially through the bone. One side of the bone is fractured and the other side of the bone is intact. A tom tip, 
Consider vitamin D deficiency risk factors. Patients with osteomalacia are likely to have risk factors such as darker skin, low exposure to sunlight, living in colder climates, or spending most of their time indoors. Next, let's talk about the investigations. The serum 25-hydroxyvitamin D is the laboratory investigation for vitamin D. Less than 25 nanomoles per litre indicates vitamin D deficiency and 25 to 50 nanomoles per litre indicates vitamin D insufficiency. Other laboratory investigation results include a low serum calcium, a low serum phosphate, a high serum alkaline phosphatase, and a high parathyroid hormone, which is caused by secondary hyperparathyroidism. Imaging investigations include x-rays, which may show osteopenia, or more radiolucent bones, and a DEXA scan will show reduced bone mineral density. Finally, let's talk about treatment. Treatment is with colicalciferol, which is vitamin D3. There are various loading regimes, for example for patients with symptoms, that are suggested by the NICE clinical knowledge summaries from 2022. For example, 50,000 international units once weekly for six weeks, or 4,000 international units daily for 10 weeks. A maintenance dose of 800 to 2,000 international units per day is continued following the loading regime, or as the initial treatment in patients that do not require a rapid loading regime. The NICE clinical knowledge summaries recommend checking the serum calcium within a month of the loading regime. It may be low in calcium deficiency, high in primary hyperparathyroidism that was previously masked by the vitamin D deficiency, or high in other conditions that cause hypercalcemia, such as cancer, sarcoidosis, or tuberculosis. So thanks for listening to this episode on osteomalacia. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. I would encourage you to go and check out the second edition of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. It's better than the first edition in every way. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about Paget's disease of the bone.